Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the PropSwap studios of AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. All right, welcome back live in the PropSwap studios. The Fix, Friday edition. And it's 1030, so you know it's time for Jay Mack, Johnny Mack, a.k.a. John McMullen. Our NFL Eagles insider. Follow John on Twitter at JF McMullen, PhillyVoice.com, SI.com, and host of Extending the Play, which you can listen to tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Let's bring John into the conversation now. And, John, I'm going to ask you a question that I posed to start the show. Who is under, who or what team is under the most pressure to win this weekend in the NFL? Uh, I don't. I, I don't think there's any question about that, and that's the Baltimore Ravens because of what has gone on in the postseason in, in prior years, and uh, obviously, most notably, uh, I think last season when a lot of people thought they were the best team in football, uh, and I think you could have made a, a strong argument they were during the regular season. Um, got to win. Got to win this time around. There's no ifs, ands, or buts necessarily have to be pretty uh and they have maybe you know if you look at the entire first week and remember we have the added game on each side and that that might be the most competitive game at least on paper yeah that's um that's the answer that i gave conlon farrell by the way is co-hosting with me tonight conlon said uh go ahead conlon why don't you fill us in yeah so john i, I brought up just because I brought up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road to the Washington football team in FedEx Field just because of the fact where where the two teams are on paper. Tom Brady signs with the Bucs this offseason. They make the big splash. They get Antonio Brown. They have Mike Evans. They have all the names on paper that you think, wow, this game really shouldn't even be a competition. Obviously, Washington finds themselves in the playoffs 
after what happened in Philly on Sunday night. I'm sure you're exhausted even talking about the subject. <laughs> but um, I just think that, with that being said, the Bucks being one and done in Tom's first in year or first year in Tampa would not would not be good. No, and and, and Collins Mike as well. I don't. I, I I he was talking Tampa Washington, which I you know I get. Um, but I I mean it's looking more and more likely that it, Taylor uh, Heineke is going to play, um, and maybe start and maybe play the entire game. Um, so I think that changes any thoughts of. Look, I I don't think. Watching Alex Smith play live, it, it, it was clear he wasn't healthy, and that's, I, I think, the reason Washington isn't going to play him. Um, and I, I don't know if they were just – they just don't have enough talent at this standpoint. The defense would have to go out and, and win the game for them. Um, and, and, you know, with that front, it's, it's always possible. If you think about, you know, Tom Brady when he was younger and losing the two Super Bowls to the Giants, that's what beat him. Yeah. Uh, defensive fronts, pressure right up the middle, uh, got him a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, so that's the recipe, but this team is just not equipped. And certainly, you know, Taylor, I'm going to be rooting for him because I think it would be a great story. But, I mean, he was just brought back in December. Uh, he wasn't even with the team. Remember, they lost. Um, obviously, uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins started the season, if you remember, back in week one, and that collapsed by the Eagles. Uh, but then he was so bad, they benched him for Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen got hurt. Then they finally got Alex Smith up to speed. Uh, he got hurt. They had to go back to Haskins. They waived him because he was so immature. And, and Taylor was back in in school, back at Old Dominion, earning his engineering degree, and now he's got to go out and beat Tom Brady. I would love hmm. to see it, hmm. but I, I, I just can't picture it. All right, John, so I want to get to every game this weekend with you and your thoughts, your prediction. I'm not going to force you to, to throw scores out there, but let's start with the Bills and the Colts. And this one's, you know, you, you mentioned Jonathan – uh, Jonathan Taylor, the Colts, they have success on the ground. The Bills, Josh Allen seems to be getting better and better every single week. The line is six and a half now on DraftKings. How do you see this one playing out in Buffalo? Yeah, I think we got to see if Stephon Diggs is healthy, if Chad Beasley is healthy, and John Brown might even be back. But, I, I mean, the Bills are so explosive. Um, I, I think if those guys are – uh, clicking uh, on all cylinders, uh, I think it's going to be really difficult for Indianapolis to keep up, even though they have a, a pretty good defense as far as defenses go in the modern era. But they're generally very good uh, against the run, and Buffalo doesn't run anyway. They can't run the ball. They don't run the ball. They're not really interested in running the ball uh, other than Allen, you know, um, getting some – off-schedule yardage because of his athleticism. So that's not the strength of their team anyway. And you can you can throw a little bit on Indianapolis. So, I, hey, I think right now going into the playoffs, you, you would argue who's that second-best team in the AFC behind Kansas City. And you kind of have to debate. Baltimore got hot. 
and 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 then Buffalo. Those are the two top teams, uh, I think, going into the playoffs. So you have to you have to like Buffalo's chances. Uh, on the other hand, you know what Indianapolis does have is a veteran quarterback and uh, somebody like Frank Reich, as we know here, as a head coach who knows how to win in the postseason. If you go back to his time all the way in Buffalo as a player, he knows how to win in, in the postseason. Um, maybe that gives them uh, a little bit of a leg up uh, against a team that's still trying to learn and hasn't been in this position before. So a little bit of concern there, but they're just so explosive. I don't see how you hold them down, especially in this year where defenses have been just terrible across the board. All right, John, um, we'll move to the next game on the slate then would be the Rams at Seattle. Obviously the big news in that one being the status of uh, Rams quarterback Jared Goff, whether he'll play or not. I mean, I know Sean McVay has been pretty tight-lipped about that. Do you think that there's any chance if Goff doesn't go – that the Rams, even with their defense and uh, getting after Russell Wilson, have a shot in Seattle on Saturday? No, if Goff can't go, and it looks like he's not going to be able to go, and John Walford took most of the first team reps, not most of them, basically all of them. Um, so, uh, I mean, Goff is pushing the play. It's, it's the postseason, but that's one of those things where even if he does play, it's not going to be – uh, near 100%, similar to Alex Smith here in Philadelphia in the win in your in-game for Washington. It just, those things tend not to work out, so they're up against it. it. It's always difficult when you see these situations, and we have two of them. We have Washington and we have the Rams, as you mentioned, um, where you got to most likely have to play backup quarterbacks. and uh, It's worked before, Jeff Hostetler, Nick Foles, but I don't like uh, – you hate to boil things down to to quarterbacks because there's a lot more that goes into it. And you mentioned that Rams defense and Aaron Donald. But, you know, Russell Wilson's going to be able to do some things, and uh, he's going to be able to create even uh, something out of nothing at some point in the game. And I just can't picture a, a team quarterback by – John Wolford upsetting a Russell Wilson team. I just, I, I can't picture that what that would look like. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, we know an upset's coming. We just don't know where. This game is one of the more, um, you know, more difficult games to predict heading into NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. All right, let's go to the nightcap on Saturday night. Uh, as we've mentioned, Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay going into Washington to take on the football team. The line opened at seven and a half. You can now find it at eight on points bet. And I think I know your answer, but what type of game are we about to see on Saturday night? I'll ask you how much does Tampa Bay win by? Yeah, I think they're going to win by a lot. Uh, I I don't think uh, Washington's even going to be in the football game. Um, because of the things I mentioned, I, I, I mean, I, I think Heineke wasn't brought up till December 19th to the active roster. Uh, and as I mentioned, he wasn't signed on, on the practice squad till I think it was December 4th. Um, he was, he was back in school getting his engineering degree. Uh, I mean, it, it's just uh, an awful situation. And, 
you know, maybe they're wondering if they should have waived Dwayne Haskins now, but I don't think that would have helped them much either. Either way, though, I mean, it's a shame. And and that's the thing. Now that we're talking these things out, and I said yesterday, Ryan, that there's going to be an upset and probably be on Sunday. But there's only one chance for an upset uh, on Saturday, and it's it is Indianapolis against Buffalo, uh, because the other two teams aren't going to have quarterbacks. Yeah. So then, John, like you mentioned, Sunday we go with the opener there, and that you mentioned in the beginning of your segment, the most intriguing matchup you see, and the most pressure being on the Baltimore Ravens going into Tennessee after last year's disappointing finish for them. Um, right now, that line's at three even. Do the Tennessee Titans, again, a lot of people, to me, have kind of given a back seat to, obviously, Derrick Henry leads the league in rushing, only player to eclipse the 2,000-yard mark this season. But A.J. Brown and Corey Davis are, are pretty darn good receivers in my eyes. Do they have enough uh, firepower with that offense to put a scare into the Baltimore Ravens and, and pull off an upset? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I could see either team winning that game. As I mentioned, I think there's tremendous pressure. I think you got to add that into it because of how poorly Baltimore has performed uh, in the playoffs recently and tremendous pressure on Lamar Jackson because of how poorly he's performed. Uh, so you have to add that into it as well. But they're also very similar teams in the fact that they're, they're run first, but they have quarterbacks that can take advantage uh, of the running game and create big plays. And, and Ryan Tannehill's been able to do that uh, with Tennessee as well. I, I think talent-wise, you know, as I said, Baltimore's probably more talented. Um, um, but there are things working against them because of, you know, that kind of stuff is real. When you have that monkey on your back, you got to get it off. <laughs> it's, sometimes it's not easy to do that. And if you get off to a bad start, you start human nature to start thinking, woe is me, here we go again. And uh, It's going to be interesting to see how they handle uh, the football game, and you know how Tennessee's going to win the game, and um, it is Derrick Henry. It is, you know, a 2,000-yard rusher, which doesn't happen every day, never mind in the modern NFL where everybody wants to throw the football. First since Adrian Peterson's uh, MVP year, I think. i gotta, I got to look that up. But, um, you know, they need to get ahead. they got to play with the lead, uh, and, and, and that's what they're comfortable doing. And I think, in a lot of ways, Baltimore's the same way. So I think the early lead in that game is going to be really, really important. Not necessarily seven nothing, but if somebody, if somebody gets up two scores, I think it's going to be really, really impactful to deciding who wins that game. All right, let's go to Sunday in the middle of the afternoon, the 4:40 start, Bears. And the Saints, the Bears are up to 10.5-point underdogs. Um, And you have one team that had Super Bowl and still does have Super Bowl aspirations, and you have another team that had a six-game losing streak this season, yet here they are in the first weekend uh, of the NFL postseason. I think I know where you're going here as well, but is there any chance the Bears can at least cover? I don't even think I should ask you if they win, but your thoughts on this one. 
Yeah, this is my lock of the week. This is what I'm giving out to the people. Saints uh, by 40. I'm exaggerating, but they're going to blow. They're going to blow them out. Yeah. Uh, and once, um, you know, and I don't even love the Saints. I think people, I mentioned, I think yesterday on the show, I think mm-hmm. people overrate them a little bit. I don't, I don't think Drew Brees has been the same since coming back from uh, all the rib fractures. Uh, and we'll see. He, he should be getting a little bit better, a little bit more comfortable, at least week in and week out. They should get Kamara back. That'll be obviously uh, very, very helpful. They might even get Thomas back. Um, I'm not sure how that's trending. I haven't checked uh, that yet. But um, as you know, they're just they're just too good. They're just too talented. And and Chicago, you know, you almost hope that for their perspective, if you're a Bears fan, you almost hope that. Uh, Mitch uh, Trubisky sprains the ankle. Nick Foles has got to come in and get <laughs> unconscious again, and maybe that's how they, they win a they win uh, uh, and, and upset the Saints. But uh, that's kind of implausible. Uh, I, I mean, they they've beaten a lot of bad teams, and and you have to give Mitchell Trubisky credit because I mean he had been written off, and you also have to give the coaching staff credit and and. Bill Lazor or both, you know, Bill was here uh, with Chip Kelly, John DiFilippo. Uh, obviously, people know very well was here. Um, they've done a very good job of, of sort of turning um, much like the Eagles did with Nick Foles back in the Super Bowl season and, and making things very simple for him, cutting the field in half, high-low reads, uh, but you you can't beat the Saints like that. You're going to have to score the points to beat the Saints, and you're going to have to make plays. And uh, he's just not capable. All right, John. We'll round out the Wild Card Weekend, the Super Six in Heinz Field or in Pittsburgh, I should say, at Heinz Field with the divisional matchup between the Cleveland Browns and Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, the Browns fans rejoice the first playoff berth since '02 and the Bush administration. Um, <laughs> Now, you mentioned pressure, obviously, Baltimore losing last year to Tennessee in disappointing fashion. The Pittsburgh Steelers, do they have pressure and do they have, you know I mean, a thing where they have to go in, out and take care of basically their little brother and the Cleveland Browns, who they've beaten down for numerous years in a row now? And do the Browns come out with sort of, sort of we're playing with house money, nothing to lose mentality? Obviously, COVID obviously has to strike the Cleveland Browns when they're finally decent. And they'll be without Stefanski and all pro guide Joel Patino too. Uh, do they have any shot just with the circumstances or under the circumstances with the COVID and all that stuff? Does is this a game? No, I, I don't think it is. For for I, I mean, if and it really is uh, a, a sad story for the Browns. It's been so long, and 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 then. Um, all the COVID issues hits. They're not even going to have their head coach that got them here mm-hmm. uh, and has been so impactful. Uh, Mike Prefer, the special teams coach, is going to sit in. You've seen how that's worked in other places <laughs> when the head coach isn't there uh, during the regular season. Um, and, and then, you know, there's also the player issues and the fact they haven't been able to practice and their facilities are closed. Yeah. I, I mean, the Steelers have not been playing well down the stretch. Um, and from that perspective, if everything were even and, and Cleveland wasn't having all these problems, 
I would say that the Steelers were were ripe for for the upset. Yep. Um, but I, I don't see how you you can overcome that kind of stuff. I really don't. It's just it's just too much. And you know, I, I, we mentioned the quarterback issues on Saturday uh, for Washington and, and the Rams. I mean, this is even worse uh, with with no head coach and no practicing and. Um, so many people on the COVID list. It, it's just, uh, it, it's it's just too much to overcome. Now, John, I just wanted to ask you one more brief thing about that game, and it comes on the mis the way I see it as almost a misquote of Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith Schuster, basically saying the Browns are the Browns, they're nameless gray faces. You know, I mean, basically, kind of we're gonna waltz in and kind of walk right over them. I believe he was more so embracing the Tomlin mentality, no matter who's strapping up the helmet across from us, we have to go out and play our football game to win. And I know you are uh, like to denounce the Twitter trolls sometimes that get so engrossed in these kind of comments and blow them way out of proportion. Did you think anything of what Smith Schuster said? Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't think you ever like when a, a player um, gives – the opposition, anything, mm-hmm. uh, if you're a head coach. So um, it, it's never the best case scenario, but I, I, I do think that's a little bit overblown by fans more than players. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I, I mean, the Steelers and Browns are the Steelers and Browns. It, yeah. It's been, you know, it, 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 if you go back to, you know, I always joke, I, you know, the Steelers have had three coaches since 1968. Um, obviously the Browns, you had to reboot in 99. They've had, you know, three coaches in three months, basically at times. I mean, they change so often, change more than most people change underwear. And that's, they finally got it right. It seems with Kevin Stefanski. Um, and, and, and now he's not even going to be there. So it is one of those things where the so-called rivalry has been like kindling versus fire. Yeah. Um, and, and the Steelers of the fire. Uh, and, and I'm sure the Browns were excited for this. Uh, and then all this stuff hit, and, and it's, you know, one of those situations where you go, here we go again, and how are we going to beat this team? And, and it, they're probably not going to beat them. But, you know, after the emotion of that wears off, they'll realize in, in a normal season, hopefully if we ever get to a, a normal state again. The Browns are finally headed in the right direction, and there's going to be better days for them. And obviously, the Steelers, once Ben is done, they're going to have a bit of a lull, most likely. John, which quarterback has the biggest weekend? Well, it's not going to be Walford. It's not going to be high. <laughs> okay, process of elimination. <laughs> so let's. So uh, let's. I, I think you know. I think Josh Allen has a chance. I think Tom has a chance. Um, I, I think. I, I think Drew is too banged up. Um, I, I don't think Tannehill or, or Lamar. Uh, I think, as I mentioned, that game's going to be more run suited. Uh, you know, maybe Russell Wilson, but um, I, I'm going to go Josh Allen. I, I mean, I, I think he's number two in the MVP race this season. Um, 
he, they're so explosive. They're so good offensively. You know, generally you look at these things, you look at the playoffs, he's hot at the right time. They're certainly hot. They're certainly playing well. Uh, and then I look at these other quarterbacks and I say, well, Russell Wilson, yeah, it's going to be easy to win the game because of the opposing quarterback, but you do have Aaron Donald to deal with. And, you know, with Tom Brady, similar situation. Yeah, you're going to win the game, but you still got to deal with Chase Young and Montez Sweat and Jonathan Allen. So I, I don't think, um, you know, DeForest Buckner's had a great season, but I, I just think keeps rolling for Josh Allen. John, what do you have going on tomorrow on extending the play? Well, we got to get into the Eagles a little bit in the coaching situation first. Uh, uh, Ken Flajol being the latest. Uh, so obviously there's going to be consistent, uh, um, not consistent, but significant uh, changes on the coaching staff. Uh, obviously, I think the key to look at is do the Eagles make a complete change uh, on the defensive side of the football. Uh, then you start talking about blowing everybody out. Um, and that means going outside the building versus, say, elevating uh, Matt Burke. Uh, and then on the offensive side, I think what you're going to look at is, is Doug going to be given uh, the leash to do what he wants to do? Because if he is, uh, I think, you know, Press Taylor is going to get elevated to offensive coordinator. I know that's going to excite people. <laughs> uh, if he isn't, um, you know, Jeffrey Lurie's going to make him go outside for maybe he tries to get Graham Harrell again. Maybe he can talk to Mike Kafka this time. Who knows? But if they go do go outside the building, I don't think that's necessarily a good sign because that means uh, the owner's probably getting involved. And then we'll shift to the playoffs. We got to talk to the playoffs. Talk All right, plenty. About the playoffs. Yeah, plenty to get to uh, for you on extending the play tomorrow, right here on fourteen ninety Sports Betting Radio. It all starts at ten a.m. going up to eleven a.m. Be sure you tune in. Follow John on Twitter as well at JF McMullen. And all of his written work can be found at phillyvoice.com and si.com. John, I hope you have a lovely super wild card weekend and wait before you leave just give me your final prediction on the uh college title game uh boy that i i would love to see ohio state win the game it's interesting when you call ohio state uh you know an underdog but that's <laughs> where they are but alabama's gonna win the game alabama again and he probably give you my prediction uh, for next year as well, Alabama or Clemson. There you go. <laughs> You're going out on a limb, but, you know, that's <laughs> got to live dangerously sometimes. Oh, it's boring. I, I, I know. want somebody else to jump up. but I'm with you. Uh, that's what college football is now. It's boring. That's a conversation maybe for next week. All right, John, enjoy your weekend, my friend. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. Yep. There he is, the legend. Always good stuff with Johnny Mac, man. The OG. Yeah, again, I'm interested to see how he, – he must enjoy these last couple of weeks where the Eagles aren't playing, so he isn't bombarded, and he's actually gets to talk other football behind, besides the treehouse drama that is the Eagles front office. <laughs> the treehouse drama. I mean, dude, but, like, the NFL offseason has become crazier than the regular season at times. Yeah. It is a little – it is a nice break, so let's not get that mistaken. Um, all right, one hour down, baby.
We're rocking and rolling. Conlon and I have you covered for the next two hours. Let's get to the top of the hour break. When we come back, we're going to start diving in to all these NFL games and much more. Keep it locked in right here on The Fix. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.